Millennials are ruining the world An exennial perspective Hey everyone, welcome back to Millennials are ruining the world question mark An exennial perspective Real conversations bridging the gap between generations X and Y I'm not woke but I'm awake uh, my guest today is a sales rep agent for production companies that make commercials. Hashtag advertising industry. She is a lifelong musical theater and Disney enthusiast with a splash of Harry Potter fanaticism, who is the token short girl in any group and is happy to stand next to you to make you feel tall. However, she will not be pleased with jokes about her height after she has done you this favor. I was going to say small favor. That would have been funny. <laughs> After she has done you this small favor. Uh, her quarantine hobby is crocheting, making, crochet, crocheting, making about, oh, it's crocheting, comma. comma sorry. That's, we're missing a comma. Commas are very important. Her quarantine hobby was crocheting, comma, making about 12 Baby Yoda plushies in the first few months. You can check these out and her uh, various other creations at amandamakeshats.com. Uh, please welcome Amanda Rosenberg. What's up? Hey. I never like introduce myself because I assume if people are listening, they know who I am. Uh, but it, it occurs to me all of a sudden, maybe for the last three seasons, I should have been like, this is Seth Biesenhersch, your host. Follow me at sethbh.com. But I don't know. I feel like if they're listening, they probably already do and already know who I am. I think it's good to do a shout out anyway. Like you do one, like a quick one at the beginning, quick one, and then Julie can do a longer one at the end. Yeah, I know. Like I, here's I, all the places you can find me. Like if you want to, you know, get to know me more, know more about my stuff, or like if you don't already know who I am. I know it's true. I just assume most people know who I am, but it's, it's probably not every single person in the world yet. So... <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that's, you know, my friend Helena came on last season and she was plugging everything for me. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I feel like I plug everything I do so much that it's kind of nice to not to do it on the podcast. But well, I guess plug it. you don't have to plug everything. You could just plug. I should be like, like and subscribe to this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Like and subscribe to the podcast. And, Comment. You know, like, hear, comment. comment you, can, you, you can find out everything else that I'm doing on my website. You know, yeah, well, that's SethBH.com, SethBH.com, yeah. poop. So I've done it, uh, <laughs> and people can can go just for this episode in particular. All right, so uh, the first question, of course, I ask everybody, Amanda, is how did we meet? So how did we meet, speaking of Harry Potter? Yeah, we met at the midnight showing for Harry Potter number five, The Order of the Phoenix. And oh, I wow. Had, um, I had heard about you beforehand through that's our I'm mutual famous. friends. Well, through our mutual friend, Lauren, because she had come to see Harry Potter 4 with me instead of you. Oh, that's right. She picked you instead of me. How? What a travesty. Well, I think I offered to take her. Oh, you offered, like, to, pay offered for to pay for her. it. Yeah. That's because you're a nicer friend. <laughs> um, well, I think I owed her for something. And I don't remember what it was, but like I owed her a treat. So, or it was her birthday or something. It was like a birthday present. Um, but um, your version of uh the midnight showing was definitely better than ours because we waited at union square for harry potter 4 we waited at union square and it was outside and cold whereas the um lincoln center was definitely a much uh 
warmer and better set up. Uh, yeah, line. I like it that they let you wait inside there. Of course, nowadays that's obsolete because you get your seats in advance. Um, I, I think our best one though was the the Harry Potter Seven Part One, where we got there, where both of us got there so early that the only people who were in front of us, or actually, I think they were behind us, that that all of the like the super fans who came dressed up and were like reenacting. Um, Quidditch matches and scenes from the movies and scenes from the books were actually behind us. Yeah, I think we got there really early. I think I got Subway, Eat Fresh. Now they can sponsor the podcast. Uh, but <laughs> I think we got there and we brought our food. Uh, those were That was more fun. That showed you were a real fan, that you were going to the midnight showing, number one. But number two, you would get there at 4 p.m. for the midnight showing so that you could get the best seats. Uh, so <laughs> one of the things we have in common, of course, is we love television. So I thought it would be fun to bring Amanda uh, on the program, the program, on the on the program today <laughs> uh, to talk about streaming platforms because when we went to Broadway Bowling uh, last year or two years ago, before the pandemic is so long ago, I don't even remember. Uh, um, one it was of only the, a year ago. I mean, that one was because we were doing it. I mean, at, we were at bowling like the week before everything shut down. Like we were supposed no, to was, go to, we were supposed to go to bowling the night that Broadway shut down. That's true. But in terms of, I was going to talk about our costume would have been Halloween. Oh, so yeah. So that would have been 2019. Yeah, October 2019. Yes. So 20, let's go back to 2018. We won the award uh, for best group costume and that was all Amanda. What was that, Amanda? Oh, that was, uh, I made you guys sushi costumes. Yes. We won the year before for our My Little Pony costumes too, but you weren't there. Oh no, I was not on the team yet, but I wore a, a green shirt to be the wasabi on the, the sushi. But I think there was more competition in 2019 because it was actually Halloween was that Thursday. So yeah. everyone was already dressed up. Like, and I remember Brian Carson, he was dressed up as a dark crystal he made yeah, his own costume. I, I my streaming, my uh, my idea for streaming networks was not as unique as I thought it was going to be. And the yeah. costumes were definitely not as, um, they were much simpler just because like the two years before I had kind of driven myself a little crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, so like the, it was Battle of the Network Stars and we all wore t-shirts with different streaming. So I, I watched a lot of Star Trek, obviously. So I was CBS All Access, which is of course now Paramount Plus. Yes, um, that's right. I was Disney Plus um, and we had an HBO Max, which was like not even out yet, but it was like about to be. Um, Memories. And we had, uh, you bought us all the Star Wars lifesavers, which I still have. Oh, yeah. I was going to give one to my nephew. and uh, My sister declined. <laughs> she thought he would knock things all over the place if I that did. That seems like something that, yeah, I think I would wait until he's a little bit older. And... Yeah, well, he's five now. Um, uh, well, I guess that's a good time. But yeah, I mean, if if he doesn't have quite the, you know, depth perception and motor control. Yeah, I think just in case, is, but... just in case. Anyway, I kept both of them. And they're, they're a nice pair. One is blue, one is green. So people can come over uh, and we can have I no one has ever done this, but we could, in theory, have you know Star Wars fights. I think doing that in your apartment would probably not be a, the best idea either. Yeah, maybe you could do maybe it outside in, in a field in a picnic at Bryant Park when we do a picnic in Bryant yeah. Park. If I remember, maybe I'll bring them. We can we can have a battle of the uh, of Jedi Jedi and and Sith. 
That's the other one. <laughs> I'm just, I'm obviously a Star Trek person more than like a, an episode of Futurama. There was one, and there was an episode of Futurama where they had, um, instead of a Civil War reenactment, it was a Sith War reenactment. I think I vaguely remember. I've seen every episode, but it's been quite some time. I haven't rewatched it in a in a while. Futurama is my like go to sleep show, so I, I've like seen every episode at least. I mean, and I just keep it like rerunning it on. Like I'll finish it and then I'll start it over again. Oh, that's so sweet. That, yeah, there are a couple of episodes that I like are not my favorites, and I'll skip over those. But in general, like I've seen most episodes a lot. <laughs> I've yeah, seen see, them a lot. I'm not a rewatcher. A lot of people get nostalgic and rewatch things. I, I'm, I mean, I'm rewatching obviously the Muppet Show because it's the Muppet Show, and it's great in the background because there's lots of singing and there's puns. But in general, I, I don't really, I, I rewatched Seinfeld a couple times and Sex in the City, but I don't know. I think I've only seen Buffy through once and I love Buffy. Um, I'm the kind of person that when I'm very, very into a show, there's certain episodes, like I'll, there are certain episodes that I will rewatch to death. And when it was on, the, um, when you had to tape things, they were definitely certain tapes I killed, like just rewatching certain moments of episodes. Well, I'll tell you, um, as you know, because I told you right before we started, my, my yeah. VCR is dead. It, it's kind of sad. Um, the VCR that I had gotten for my bar mitzvah, that one had already died. But mm -hmm. my friend was like, I'm not going to use my VCR anymore. Do you want it? And it had still worked. Uh, and the last time I watched the VCR, I, um, I, my grandfather had died. I watched, I, I have like five of his tapes. He had like hundreds and hundreds of tapes. And I kept a couple and we wa I watched uh, The Fleeter Mouse as his favorite opera that he taped on PBS. And uh, I had a little shiva uh, and I made it out of clay. And uh, <laughs> um, my parents still have a, um, my parents still have a, a VCR, which like, I mean, it's kind of necessary since my dad, I mean, my dad was a, was VCR happy in the, you know, in the late eighties, early nineties. And like he collected, he didn't watch movies. He didn't really watch a lot of movies, but he collected them like, he collected them by taping them. So like we'd rent something and then he'd set up two VCRs and record the thing off of, um, record from one tape onto another. And then he just had it and he had a whole catalog where you could like look up wh um, what you wanted to watch. And you That's could- That's my grandfather. My grandfather yeah. had hundreds and he made a catalog of them. So he had a, um, so he had the, um, so he had the VCR, but he, I think his is dead too. Cause he said that he tried to show, um, he tried to show somebody, um, you know, I was on an episode of What Would You Do? My mom and I were on an episode of the Nickelodeon show, What Would You Do? And- um, What would you do? What would you do? Um, yeah, they tried to, they had my, they brought out this huge boa constrictor and asked my mom to kiss it. And she, and it was either kiss the snake or I got hit by four pies in this pie pod contraption. And I got hit by the pies. Um, uh, yeah, so anyway, um, they were, my dad was trying to show it to somebody and it ate the tape. The oh VCR no. Tape. We have other copies, so it's not a big deal, but like, um, I mean, and plus I found it online somewhere. I mean, the quality is not amazing, but, um, but yeah. Um, I'm glad you found it online. 
we have lots of old like videos of every show I've ever done. Uh, my parents have boxes and boxes of videotapes of me. And uh, we watched a few just for nostalgia's sake. We found one where I was six and I was saying I was gonna be a famous actor. And then they kept panning to my sister who was a baby. And I kept being like, stop showing the baby. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually able to talk. And uh, your personality is really formed when you're six. All right, so uh, our topic, as I said, is streaming platforms. So uh, Amanda, what is a streaming platform? A streaming platform is uh, an app that you can find content on. And that can be something like Netflix, where it's primarily movies and um, original TV shows. Um, or there are also streaming platforms that allow you to watch live TV instead of cable. Yeah, I mean, that's great. It's, it's great. Uh, but uh, there's so many. Like, how do you keep track of everything? Um, I mean, I think right now it's a lot about... Um, it's kind of about a niche, you know, there's a few that like something like Netflix caters to different interests um, just because they were one of the first ones that really Yeah, adapted. they put Blockbuster out of business. Although according to the documentary, the last Blockbuster that you told me to watch that I just watched, mm -hmm. uh, they could have bought Netflix and they didn't. And a Blockbuster was also saddled with lots and lots of debt because of Viacom. Yeah, well, Netflix went through a, um, a period like before they started uh, streaming, before they started creating their own original content and um, when they were mostly still a DVD service where they were, um, where they were having financial troubles. Like they definitely were in danger of closing and then they had, um, I don't know. Maybe that's extreme. I don't know that they were in danger of closing. I just, I do know that they were having financial issues. Do they still um, have the DVD program? Yes, they do. My oh, parents wow. get the DVDs. Yeah. And I mean, there are certain things like, I mean, you're talking about um, CBS All Access and Star Trek and like that, which you can only watch on CBS on Paramount Plus now. And those you can get the DVD, you can still get the DVDs via Netflix. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I can't believe they still make DVDs of those. I guess, I guess people still buy them. And then, I mean, I used to love getting DVDs for the extra content. Um, I do miss that to a certain extent, although there hasn't really been anything that I've been obsessed with enough recently to like, feel like I need the, the extra content. I did just buy a DVD. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of niche, um, choices right now. So, um, you know, you kind of have to decide what you really want to be watching. You know, if you're a big NBC fan, then Peacock is the way to go. Or I don't know anyone who really watches much on Peacock. Um, well, I just started watching. I know I'm really, really behind, but um, not behind, but like way late. But I decided to, um, to watch Parks and Recreation. And the first two seasons are free on Peacock, but then afterwards you have to pay for it. Well, that's annoying because the first two seasons are the, the worst seasons. Yeah. Season I mean, one is okay. horrible to get through, but then it's only by a season, few episodes though. It was yeah, only by like, season three, they finally got in their group. Yeah, I have uh, my parents get Peacock included in their cable because they live in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. So that for them is right in their cable box. 
yeah. uh, which is convenient. And they were able also to, I think they put their Netflix directly in now. And, yeah, that, and then that would be nice. I, I would love if we could have one thing and be able to search for everything in one thing. That would just be nice. Um, on Roku, you can. Really? On, on a Roku, if you search the Roku, it'll, if you like type in something, it'll tell you where you can find, like which app you can watch it on. I mean, I have a Roku, but I think mine is the, I got the cheap one for $25. Yeah. On, I mean, if you go into in the home screen or you go into the search on the, like the regular home screen, if you type something in, it'll tell you what apps you can watch. It on. Oh my gosh. You are, <laughs> you're, you're blowing my mind. I'm going to have to try this later. And will it, will it give you apps only the ones you have or will recommend list, ones you don't have? It'll list all of them and it'll list like which ones are free and which ones are paid. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, what happened was I had this tiny Roku that someone gave me for free. And then my neighbors upstairs left their window open during a snowstorm and there was a leak in the ceiling. There's still a little uh, stain from it. And it actually destroyed my tiny little Roku that I got for free. And so then I bought one uh, and I was using it for years, but HBO Max was not available on the new one, on the old one and YouTube TV wasn't available and Apple wasn't available. I did buy the new Roku on the Roku site and it was only, it was on sale. I got it on Black Friday, which yeah. I, I'm not being racist. That's what they call the day after Thanksgiving. Yes. And uh I got the, it was only $26. So it, I thought it was a good deal. Yeah. Um, I have the one with the remote. I don't know. I have the one that where you can control. One of mine is pretty old, but my other one, you can control the like television with it. Um, it wasn't that much more expensive than that. Oh, I, I have a, mine is the cheapest one and I'm very happy. I'm very yeah. happy with it. So then uh, how do you personally organize what you're going to watch in what order? on these various apps. I know I have a text file and I rank what I want to watch in every single app. And then when I need a new show, I go to the top in each app and I decide which should be first. It's very anal and very comprehensive. Yeah, I'm not as, uh, I'm nowhere near or anything like that in regards to my organization of what I want to watch. So, I mean, it mostly for me, it's like, what am I in the mood to watch today? Yeah, I'm I like, think I'm the only one like that. It's like, what am I in the mood to watch? And are people like, do I need to watch this? Are people talking about it? Am I going to have to talk about it? Because I mean, I work in an entertainment, you know, adjacent industry. And so um, the Mandalorian, it's not my, it's not my favorite, but um, I, I mean, the second, I enjoyed the second season far more than I enjoyed the first season, but I do, I did have to watch it because there's all this new technology that was used to create all of the, um, the background scenes. So instead of using green screens, they use these LED walls um, that were controlled by a game engine. And it's really cool technology. And I mean, it looks really cool. It's just, yeah. there's no plot. One episode had no dialogue. Like I can't focus without dialogue. Um, yeah. So anyway, but I, I had to watch it. So, um, you know, Game of Thrones, I also was, I was not super into, but, you know, I had to watch episodes I had to I watched certain episodes because I was working with a visual co effects company that um that created some of the dragons so I watched those episodes and then I like you know would read about it to fill in the gaps but um uh yeah I mean I'm much more I mean I think that 
you have a wider range of what you do watch and a smaller range of what you actually like. And Maybe. I have a and I have a slightly wider range of what I like, but a small but a I have a wider range of what I like, but a smaller range of what I'm interested in. I'm willing to watch. I mean, I I have trouble getting rid of a show if I've devoted time to it. Just like when I I just finished this book I didn't like, uh, I I felt I had to finish it, and I I just bar- barreled on through. Yeah, I don't feel I, that way. I barrel, but I switch those to background. You know, if I like, I switched Charmed and Batwoman to background because I just couldn't sit there giving it my full attention anymore either. And I really want wanted to like those shows more, but the the first season of Charmed was great, and then they switched showrunners, and season two was horrible. And three, they're trying to get back to where they were in one, but I just I, I just lost the interest. Uh, that way if some if something is bothering if like if a show is annoying me or if it's just not if like if I just don't feel like turning it on anymore then I just like I'll get to a point where I'm like okay I'm just not going to turn this on anymore I wish I was like that I that is when I change it to a background show if I have not managed to watch it for weeks and weeks because I switch we'll talk about cable and YouTube TV in a bit but when I switch to YouTube TV, it gets rid of the shows after a couple of months. It no longer considers it new. If I haven't gotten through a show by the time it no longer considers it new, I, I, that is a clue that maybe I should finish it in the background just to like get it over with. Yeah, for me, that was a clue that I probably wasn't going to watch it ever. I mean, yeah. that, that wasn't always the case. Like there were certain things that like, like some of the CW shows that um, there were certain seasons that um, I would eventually watch like once they came on Netflix I just didn't necessarily need to watch them live I think like watching them week to week sometime I I that I preferred there were certain seasons I just preferred like a binge watching I almost sort of, always like, prefer week to week almost always mm. um yeah I mean like right now I'm watching I like to let like an episode or two cash and then I can watch like two episodes at a time um, you could do that too yeah but, I have a short attention span. I like to watch something new. I like an hour, half hour of each thing. And I I block my windows that way. And maybe two nights a week, I will do Netflix and binge. But actually, right now, I'm down uh, to one night a week for binging, which is crazy. There's just too many things coming out. But actually, I have a new, new schedule starting this week, which will be way obsolete by the time this episode airs. But right now... (laughs) I'm doing Sundays with HBO uh, because uh, the Nevers and uh, Mayor of East East Man, Mayor of Eastwood, Mayor of East Town. I don't know the Kate Winslet show. It's okay. really good. I really like it. So I switched my HBO to month to Sunday, and Monday I do YouTube TV. Tuesday I do YouTube TV. Wednesday was was a big YouTube TV for me because uh, the. I love that new show on sci-fi, Resident Alien. Oh, yeah, yeah. I That's love a, that show. You it's on my list. I know I would love it. I need to, I need to it's watch so it. It's so good. The uh, problem I, is it's not, like you said, in terms of like what's it like front of mind. And like the sci-fi channel just hasn't been friend of mind for me in a long time. And so like I keep forgetting to like, the only time I, I actually ever watch the sci-fi channel is you know, during on New Year's for the Twilight Zone. 
uh, marathons. And so like, it's just so not front of mind. So I need to like, that I just need to remind myself to go and actually. Well, I'll remind you. So your, your method is very friend of mine. So I, I used to watch every single show in sci-fi and it's been fewer and fewer. Like they have like one at a time. They used to have three at a time. It's actually quite uh, unfortunate. And one of the downsides to all the platforms, I guess those would move to Peacock eventually. But I, I don't, you know, I won't, I don't really like watching Peacock or Hulu because I have those with ads. I know you work in advertising, so I'm sorry, but, uh, <laughs> okay. but they just add, they add time to the night and you can't plan around it quite as much because uh, if I watch something that's on regular TV, it's 42 minutes or 21 minutes. And I love that. And that is my preferred, I would still prefer everything to be on real TV. I know it's never going to happen. Uh, but then anyway, I started now Hulu is going to be Wednesday nights with The Handmaid's Tales back. And I'm gonna watch the show Devs, which I heard was really good that I've been putting off because it's on Hulu. And then I watch, uh, I have to get back. I only watched three episodes, but it was uh, Solar Opposites. I've watched a few episodes of that. Um, I, I have to be in the mood for it because it's very dark. The, ki- the teenagers keep like a dollhouse of real people yeah I mean, it's yeah. interesting it's it's a weird idea and and it it works but like it is really dark it is pretty dark i have to you know there's only eight episodes a season that's another thing i'm really uh, annoyed at uh with netflix lately eight episodes is it it used to be 12 or 13 maybe 10 it eight is becoming the new norm and i i, I prefer having more uh so yeah wednesdays are hulu Thursdays used to be my HBO night because I was watching Made for Love and Generations. I, yeah. I love Made for Love. Did you watch Made for Love? I did. I really liked it. Yeah, that was that was a really fantastic that's the show. Right, that's the right amount of dark for me. Like I can't do, I mean, I was interested. I, um, you mentioned devs before and it's on my radar, but like I have a feeling it's a little on the dark side for me. I, I like... I like dark with a little bit of quirky on the side and it has to be like bright colors. Well, you know, Resident Alien is very quirky. You'll like that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. I've also liked uh, the Vagrant Queen, but sci-fi canceled that. And I really like Deadly Class and sci-fi canceled that. And I really loved Happy and sci-fi canceled that. So, so, uh, I'm... so that's one of the issues, the problems. I, that would be a problem with getting into anything on sci-fi. Yeah, well, it's because their budget got cut. As I said, they used to have so many shows, Eureka, Warehouse 13, that would last five or six years. And I think that budgetary-wise, they just had to cancel. They, The Magicians, I think, was good that they canceled because that was running out of steam. Yeah, but, uh, I think it's also one of those. I mean, that's definitely a um, some of the fallout from things going more towards streaming platforms because I mean you figure I mean Eureka and Warehouse 13 and um uh what was it like the 44 no 4400 was on the 4400 was on USA but USA also I mean they haven't had I mean oh yeah they had Colony but they just canceled it and Mr. Robot I I mean that ended after four years but The Sinner The Sinner is the only show on USA I watch now Mm. yeah they have like one show at a time instead of many shows yeah, because I mean, it's just, it's definitely less expensive and less risky, I think, to create, to just um, syndicate content than yeah. to, well, uh, to, you know, to FX and, content. 
FX and Freeform still have shows, but that's because they all air on Hulu the day after. Yeah. So well, they're that's owned a, by, yeah. Those they're, are all they're doing, they're like dipping their feet in both pools or whatever because it's the same company. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but I appreciate it. I would rather watch it the day before on YouTube TV where I can fast forward. And as I said, I like having it all in one app. I much prefer that. And th- that's why... I almost always stay on the app for the night, as I'm saying. So well, Thursday think- is, is back to DVR night on YouTube TV. Friday, I'm doing Invincible on Amazon, which I like. And then uh, the thankfully, the Falcon show ended because I didn't really like that. I loved- and Why did you watch it? Because I felt like I had to keep up with the Marvel Universe. Um, I loved WandaVision. WandaVision. Well, they're very was, different. They're very different shows. I mean, yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier didn't get great reviews. Um, no, I'm, I'm hoping the Loki one is better. I have to. I mean, I have to watch it also. I mean, I'm about halfway through Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, WandaVision was fantastic. Well, well, you know, Falcon is not as terrible as The Mandalorian, but WandaVision was just unbelievable and set the yeah. bar really high. It did. They're just very different kinds of shows. I mean, I think it's, yeah. it's it's weird because they exist in the same they they're supposed to exist in the same universe, but they feel like complete. They just feel like they're completely different shows. Like they feel like they don't feel like they're in the same universe. The other show I'm watching weekly is uh, the Mighty Ducks. Do you watch yeah, that one? I just caught up on it. I'm, I, I love watched, it. I watched all five episodes this weekend. Yeah, I love Lauren again. Graham. I mean, yeah. it's it, it's just such a fun show. It's like a feel good. I'm enjoying that. And before and I was, all of the all of the a lot of the um the original Mighty Ducks, you know, the uh, the got people from the movie are going to be in the next episode. It was in the teaser. Oh, that's exciting! Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen those in years, but yeah. So before that, before Disney Plus, I was watching Apple, but I only I got a ninety days for free with my Roku, so I watched everything on Apple all at once. And then Dickinson and Servant were doing new episodes on Fridays. And that was my Friday. But now I've switched, as I said, to Amazon Disney. And Saturday is my Netflix night uh, until I've run out of Netflix shows, which never happens. I mean, I think, I mean, you're thinking about switching apps as like almost like you're moving from one television set to another or having to change from like a you know the VCR to a DVD to the DVD to regular you know to cable and having to switch it back and forth I think most people think about it as they're just switching channels you know like the way that you would change to change the channel on live tv it's like you're changing the channel from hulu to netflix or vice versa. yeah it takes a, an extra 30 seconds i will say on my old roku it took a couple minutes and that's why i hated it with mm-hmm. my new roku it is much it's a much faster process but it's still i it just it's that extra minute of time that i'm i'm losing in the night i mean i'm not as scheduled so um, but yeah, I mean, in, in terms of like, if you're talking about like, what order I think about things in general, I will probably check Hulu first to see if there was anything interesting, you know, from live TV the night before that pops up on Hulu, because I like, you know, in general, depending on what I'm doing, like if it's during the week, and I just want background noise, then like I like game shows and like, Oh, yeah, like and stuff shows. like that. So, um, so I'll look on Hulu first to see if there was anything interesting that popped up, um, you know, from the day before. 
Um, then I'll probably, I, I don't know, then I don't really have an order. It really just depends on what I'm in the mood for. I mean, Netflix, sometimes I spend a little bit too much time scrolling, like rather than actually watching well, anything. I do that on my computer. So a Netflix and YouTube TV I have on the computers and HBO also. Uh, so I, I will go in, in a separate browser. I have a separate browser. I use Chrome just for TV things. And then I will browse while I'm watching something to pick what's coming up next. Now, I keep the TV on while I work because I sit at home all day. The TV is on for like maybe 12 hours a day. Yeah, I can't do that. So I always have something going on in the background. Sometimes it's music. I also got the iHeartRadio app now. And it just plays my, it, I just keep it on the New York Classical Station on the TV instead of using my radio, which I could, but I'd have to stand up uh, to do that. Yeah, so it seems we have very different systems of keeping track of all this. Uh, so there's so many different platforms with the different companies. Do you think this is sustainable that they're just going to keep being more and more and more? Um, no, I mean, I think that um, the ones that have it the most right at the moment are, or the what is going to be, I guess, the version of it in the future is um, Paramount Plus and Disney Plus. And like Disney, I don't think that Disney has the way they have it bundled right. But, you know, um, I mean, actually, let me let me retract that. I actually do think that, that they do because um, you're actually, you do get the choice about whether you want to add on Hulu and ESPN to your Disney Plus bundle. Um, so, but like the idea of packaging something, um, I think that that's, you know, there, there are going to have to be more and more of those like ways that people can sort of um, package what content that they want. Um, I mean, <sighs> I could be wrong. I mean, that being said, like, you know, right now you figure people can get a variety of content through cable, but cable is, it is very expensive. And, um, and this, even the, like the live streaming services, like there's always going to have to be a way of watching, being able to watch some content live. Like, I mean, there has to be a way of watching sports content live. I know that's not really your no, area, no, but, no. but I do watch, but, you know, we did watch the Oscars and that, that was live, even though no one else watched. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was painful. Or if, but, it, um, you know, if there's a political thing, you sometimes need to right, watch. There the has news. to be a way to watch uh, live content, but um, you know, if, if people are more interested in this niche kind of um, choice of what they want to watch. Um, you know, you can pick and choose what, like, which of you, if you like, if you take cable or live, these like the expensive, the live streaming television package out of the mix, then it's becomes less expensive, even if you're just if you're just adding, you know, so like, even if you add up like Netflix and Amazon and, um, and, um, and your Max, internet, you need to have your internet, right, you have to have the internet, but, um, but everyone, I mean, you have to have that anyway. anyway. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that for a little while, there will still be all of these individual ones, you know, it, there will be a point where it's saturated and then you're going to have to start pack like 
the people are going to have to start coming up with deals to package them together. Well, they did um, fold the DC one into HBO. I, I thought they would fold Showtime into Paramount, but that has not happened yet. I haven't been watching. I haven't watched Showtime in a long time. So I don't, I don't have access to Showtime or Stars right now. Those are two of the ones that I just don't have access to at the moment. Well, all of those ones, I mean, HBO also, like they still exist on regular cable and you mm. can access them if you have regular cable. So like I use my parents' cable to get onto those. Well, my parents don't have any of those premium channels, even though they still have cable. But yeah, so uh, both Amanda and I cut our cable. Amanda did it first. She's braver than me. I did it at the beginning of January. The pandemic helped me clear my DVR and uh, I was able to cut $80 a month off of my bill by switching to YouTube TV, which I love and they should sponsor. Uh, so Amanda, you were using AT&T for a while, but now yes. you're using YouTube as well. Um, well, at the moment I'm kind of using both because um, I'm borrowing YouTube to, uh, I'm, Borrowing somebody else's YouTube and uh, they don't have, they're not in New York. So um, we're still in the process of figuring out whether YouTube is actually going to let me continue to use their, use her. Yeah, they're, they're not, you know, that's a, that's a good thing that this, these password sharers, I mean, I am definitely uh, someone who does password share. Do you think they're going to cut down on this sort of thing at some point or just um, live with it? I think that there's... I think that they can, the best that they're going to be able to do is uh, potentially like start charging people for extra, um, you know, charging uh, like a small fee for extra profiles. Um, but I don't think that you're going to be able to, I don't think that there's any way that you're going to be able to, to crack down on um, password sharing because um, you can't prove that somebody's not in your family. Like just because, I mean, people have cell phone plans, you know, family plans, even though the kid, like people are still adults, um, kids are, have grown up and they still are on their, um, I'm still, still on my family plan. It's just cheaper. Right. So, I mean, there's just no way of proving that somebody is not part of the family and turning around and saying to like, okay, so like say a kid goes off to college, right? Like um, is Netflix going to turn around and say like, okay, well, this person isn't in the same location. Well, it's like my kid's in college. I'm not going to make them pay for their, they're not going to pay for their own Netflix. We'll just cancel it. You know, yeah. I think you'll start turning people off if they, if they try to define like who's your family and where they have to be in order to be able to use the account. Um, I think that they're, you know, they could start to charge like a fee for profiles. Right. Well, then we would all fold back into one profile. Uh, but but some people, some people don't want to do that. I mean, there's a, you know, like they may want to have separate accounts for their young children. I'm very particular about my accounts. Like I don't, I'm happy to let other people use things temporarily, but I don't. Um, but not if they're going to use my account. Like I get very annoyed if I see something that's been watched that is not something I've watched on my account. Yeah, I like it changes my um, changes my preferences. I was very happy when um, when Amazon um, started allowing for extra for like different profile or when I figured out maybe they had been allowing it, but when they um, they made it easier to be able to have profiles for Prime Video rather than um, 
it had, there was a way of doing it before, but it was complicated. So now they well, can have a- my old Roku didn't have profiles for anything. But when I upgraded to the new Roku, I now have my own profile. I think Apple is the only one that doesn't do it because they they tie it to your iCloud and they don't want you to share. Yeah, you can. You can have a family sharing thing. Um, it's just complicated. Yeah. See, I so don't like have Apple anymore. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do when all the shows I want come back. I might just make a, I don't know. I might just do an Apple month and pay $5 and watch everything and then cancel it. That's what some people do. They'll do like one month, you know, they like will decide what they want to watch for a month and pay for one month and then cancel it and then go back and pay for, and then like pay for something else for a month and then cancel that, you know, or for a couple of months and then cancel it and then go to a different service. Like if you're not consistently, I mean, you like, I mean, if you're not scheduling it out, the way that you have where it's like by the, you know, what you're watching every day of the week, where I'm instead of like anal that way, it's true. Well, I mean, you just get, you just have to think about it a different way and you schedule it by, okay, I'm going to watch like these programs are coming out and I want it. I want right. this service for this amount of time. That's what I would do. But you know, I mean, it's, it's also a coping mechanism because there was a pandemic for a year and focusing on, the TV and then picking the books I was reading from the library and making an order, all that stuff, I think it got a little bit more than it would have been. And I think it was a coping mechanism just to have schedule and have some reason to have a schedule so I didn't go crazy. That makes sense. So I think if I had still had a job, uh, then maybe I wouldn't have gotten quite so far. But, you know, it's okay. I, I especially the beginning... I cleared a lot of shows that I meant to watch as early as 2016. Wow. I still haven't done the Zelda show on Amazon. That that almost got to that. And then in January, there was new TV again. But uh, I, I was very close to clearing a lot of this stuff on my list from 2016. But so uh, do you miss cable at all? I mean, I think that the AT&T TV or YouTube TV or Hulu Live TV is pretty much this. It, it's it is cable. I mean, it's yeah, still, we it's have just, an, I, I have an unlimited DVR. Uh, it's just not a cable box. Yeah, I will, that's say, true. I will say I do like my. Um, one of the reasons I haven't quite gotten rid of the AT&T TV yet is um, aside from the. Uh, the complications with YouTube TV is that I actually liked it better. I like it better. Well, you can keep um, it. I mean, I don't mind. Well, YouTube I mean, TV. if somebody's, uh, somebody's offering to, I mean, I, we traded some services. So, I mean, I, if I, if I don't have to pay for that, then right. I can, you know, I can get Discovery Plus or I could get Paramount Plus or something like one other one, you know, and put yeah, that no, into that my roster sense. of things. But um, YouTube TV is missing Hallmark and Lifetime. And uh, I used to tape movies sometimes if they had stars I liked just for shits and giggles in the background. So th- I did have to lose that. And I couldn't watch The Kid in Bowl this year because that's on the Hallmark <laughs> Channel. Uh, but I thought it was that, on Animal. I thought it was on, on Animal Planet. No, that's the Puppy Bowl. Oh, Puppy Bowl. Okay. Yeah, The Kid in Bowl is on Hallmark. And then the History Channel has a new show about Star Trek and I don't get the History Channel anymore. But other than that, you know... It doesn't really matter because I have so many other things I could possibly be watching Yeah, that it's like, uh, it doesn't bother me. I'm missing those channels. I'd like to be able to watch MSNBC if there's, you know, live news happening. I really like that. I'd like to be able to watch award shows. 
Uh, but, but, I, know, like, I like I like being able to watch Jeopardy live. You know, like there's certain things that yes, Jeopardy is impossible to find if you don't have the actual channel. It got preempted. I, I had to miss the episode. I couldn't find it anywhere. If it gets preempted by the news, I'm very uh, excited that they finally um, announced that Lavar Burton is going to do one of yes. the guest hosting spots. Even I'm though really excited the ones later in too. the summer are only scheduled for a week. The rest, like the ones now are two weeks, but um, the later ones, the ones later in the summer, only one week. Uh, well, I'm very much looking forward to LeVar Burden, uh, which always brings us back to Star Trek. Uh, okay. All right. So we have talked for a very long time. So I had one more question about our topic before we go to our closing questions. And uh, what are some of your favorite shows from your past year? Okay. I made a list. Oh, good. I, <laughs> I would go with The Queen's Gambit. Yeah, well, The Queen's Gambit was, I mean, it was definitely the standout show of the year. I mean, I think it had the widest appeal. I mean, it's one of those shows that I would recommend to almost anybody. Yeah, and I started playing chess with a few of my friends that got into chess. I've always been into playing chess, but now I have actual friends playing with me because of The Queen's Gambit. Yeah, I'm just not very good at chess. I mean, I don't dislike it. I'm, I mean, I know how to play. If you stuck Well, a you're welcome to start a game, anyonechess.com. Seth BH is my username. Feel yeah, free you'll to kick start my, a game. You'll kick my butt. Yeah, that'll be fun. I don't mind. Right, of course not. <laughs> of course you don't mind. <laughs> well, um, it'll help my ratings because I'm playing people who are, are good. Not okay. always. One of my friends is really good. The other one is half and half. Um, so I actually have, um, so my favorite shows of the season. So I have like my favorite shows of the season. And then I also have some, um, runner ups and then like, like, and those were all scripted, but then I have some like ones that like animated shows and other things that I've been obsessed with. Um, so, um, and they all, they actually cross over to a lot of different platforms. So like, I really loved the great on um on hulu i thought it was good not great well it's not your type of show but i thought that um it was just a really so there was that movie the favorite which yeah i, I like the movie too i remember watching it and feeling like it it didn't feel like a movie like it felt more like there's like I wanted to know more about it like it felt like it was episodic and um and it should have been a tv show well this is by the great is by the same creator and um and that's it's basically I mean it's different characters but it's the television show version of yeah, what no, the I, I enjoyed it it just wasn't it wouldn't have made my top I thought yes. Elle Fanning was fantastic. I love and, her and everything. Yeah. Um, and I thought Nicholas Holt was really good in it too. I mean, he was channeling his, uh, he was channeling Hugh Grant. Um, he mentioned that in a couple of interviews that he had been like channeling Hugh Grant in it. And you can definitely see it because um, they had been in, um, he was in About a Boy with Hugh Grant. And that was his right. first movie. Um, anyway, okay, moving on. Um, I loved WandaVision. Yes, agreed. Um, I loved Ted Lasso. Oh, agreed. And I'm really excited that the second season is coming back. Um, I loved Dickinson. I thought it was uh, a really interesting. I know you're not a huge I, fan. I, I couldn't stop watching it, though. I, I really found it fun. It's not, I call it guilty pleasure-y. I was super shocked that you liked it because I know you're not really, you're not usually into modernism I, I can't stand modernism or, i'm a traditional person but uh 
I don't know. For some reason, uh, I I, thought, I love Jane Krakowski and I love uh, Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, they did a good job with they did a much better job with Jane Krakowski in the second in the second season. I yeah. thought in the first season, like a lot of in the first season, when I first saw her, I was like, why is she cast in this role? And then it, it was fun. I don't know if it would have made my list. Servant is is fantastic. Well, Servant is a little. I'm not into. For you. I'm not into creepy shows. Um. Okay. What else do I have? I have upload. On oh, upload was a great Amazon upload. I love Upload and Hannah and Tales from the Loop. Those are my Amazon shows. Oh, I haven't seen the other ones. I mean, Tales Hannah, from the Hannah... Loop is so good, Amanda. Okay, I'll put it on my list. Yeah, it's Hannah... cinematic. You have to pay attention. Hannah is on my list of shows that I need to watch. Hannah um, is super fun. Um. Oh. Um. So I just I um started Shit's Creek right before the pandemic started. So Schitt's Creek is on my list. Yeah, so the last show on my like top list is um, the Saved by the Bell reboot. Oh my I, gosh. I thought, it, I mean, I was definitely going to like it. I mean, like I like Fuller House, even though it's terrible. I liked the Punky well, Brewster reboot, Fuller even House. though it's terrible. Oh, it is. I think it's genuinely a fantastic show. Like there are certain moments that I was just like giggling about. Like, like I think about them and they still make me giggle. If you want that genre, my favorite one would be High School, the Musical, the Musical, the Series. Mm-hmm. That one is, if you want a high school show that's campy and that one is just so well-written. I will uh, check it out. And I it mean, has I musical would... numbers. The other high school drama I'm really enjoying this season is All-American. That's another CW show. Okay. And, you know, I'm not in, into football so much, but it's kind of like Friday Night Lights where when the football comes on, I just, you know, check Instagram and then I wait for the teenage drama to come back. Yeah, there's, I don't know. The same way, but there's this moment where the Zach, where Zach Morris's son, um, like everyone's cell phones get taken away from them. And so he's offering himself as, like he's the only one who has, a cell phone left and um and so he's like offering time on his cell phone and um he keeps getting told it's like well you're a phone booth he's like i'm not a phone booth and he basically becomes a phone booth all right well we could clearly go on forever yes, obviously okay wait let me just go through my so like my backup list oh there's um, more so I had, okay so, so we'll go i'll speed through them so i put made for love on the backup list mm-hmm. um i put the on um that's hbo also on hbo um there's an anna kendrick show called love life oh, i still is, haven't seen that one i really enjoyed that i thought it was a good i thought it was a like really well like an interesting arc it's and on I my queue like, yeah um I, you had recommended Dash and Lily. I thought that was really good. I love Dash and Lily. I read um, the whole trilogy in the books. Oh yeah. I, I hope it gets today. renewed. It still Maybe. hasn't. Um, uh, I liked Avenue 5. It's weird, but I like it. Avenue 5 isn't very funny. Um, I, The Morning Show. The Morning um, Show is fantastic. I really liked uh, Tokyo Girl on Amazon. Oh yeah, we watched Tokyo Girl. It was super fun. Yeah, and then um, Superman and the new Superman and Lois show I've, I've been enjoying. I, um, I like it. It's it's it's. I was relieved that it was really good. Yeah, I've been obsessed with the Circle. Um, that just no, I don't watch reality. Like, I know it's not your thing. It's terrible. I love it. Um, and then animated shows. I just watched at, like um during the pandemic. One of my earlier sh- uh, early shows was Avatar, the um the cartoon Avatar. Oh, and no, I haven't seen that. 
It is fantastic. Um, I really like the Shira reboot on animated show. Oh, that's on my queue somewhere. It's um, it's very um, lesbian friendly. Hmm. Um. Uh, I mean, not just lesbian friendly. It's um, you know, like there, uh, there's significantly more uh, homosexual relationships than heterosexual relationships on that show, which like that's great. I think that it's a really interesting take on it. You know, female power. Um. And then there's this really raunchy um, anime that somebody suggested to me called Food Wars. And it's, um, it's, uh, it's, if you like uh, food shows and uh, it's very raunchy. I like I it. like raunchy. I don't think you would like it, but you're not into animation. Food. No, and I'm not good, into food. And a good portion of it is also, um, like the first few seasons are are dubbed but i watched the later seasons with subtitles mm. so that's my list all right we got through the list we got through the list sorry i all watch right. a lot I, I i watch a lot of tv and i'm not good with favorites like i just have like a lot of things that i love no i i appreciate it i'm sure all the listeners appreciate it too and that was a wide berth of streaming platforms with just underscores the fact like almost all your shows were on streaming platforms um uh, except but- for superman yeah, I watch Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Oh, I love Zoe. Yeah, that's I think that's one of my few, like, other than CW shows. Because I watch a lot of CW shows. I watch, I watch CW. I watch the, I mean, like, a, a lot of the Arrowverse ones. Like, I like The Flash. But my I own. love Zoe. Bernadette was on again yeah. this week. And I, I find that show really fun. And I, I like Good Girls, which is uh, right before it or after it. That has been on my queue forever. It's one of those ones that I feel like I'll like it once I watch it. But at the moment, it seems a little too, it seems a little bit on the dark side for me. Oh, it's I mean, definitely like, dark. It's 100% dark. Yeah, uh, I'm, but, a, I'm a Mae Whitman fan, though. So, like, I mean, I, in general, I'm willing to give most things. He's great. Yeah, it's, it's a, you know, I, I like that show. It's, it's kind of Breaking Bad, but with women. Yeah, but I, so, I mean, Breaking Bad was fantastic, but I also couldn't like, and I would, if Breaking Bad was one of those shows that if somebody wanted to sit down and watch it with me, I would absolutely do it. But it's not one of those shows that I could bring myself to watch mm. week to week. Like, I just couldn't, I, the, I don't know what episode it was, it was like in the second or third episode uh, where the bathtub disintegrated. And I was like, okay, this is only gonna get darker from here. You yeah, know it was from pretty the, dark. You know from the get-go that he's going to die. I just don't love like real people dark. Like I can deal with it when it's like a little bit sci-fi fantasy, mm-hmm. but like when it's, I just, I just don't want to watch people ruining their lives. You know what I'm enjoying that's kind of dark, but not, it's Cruel Summer. It's on Freeform. Okay. I I think you might like it because it's all in the 90s. You might like the nostalgia. Okay. It's a, it's a mystery. There's no murder or anything, but it's like a, she said, she said type thing. And you don't know what really happened. And over the, this takes place in three years and every episode's a day and you see three years of it. And there's, you know, I'm really enjoying that. I trust Um, you to a certain extent. Like I would never recommend, you know, like I would never recommend a show to you that I didn't think that you would like. I mean, like for example, with Dickinson, where I was like, here's a warning. Like I, well, I appreciate the warning. Everything you said I wouldn't like about it. I didn't like, but the stuff that was there that I liked overcame that. Like I liked the supernatural stuff. I liked the quirkiness. Yeah, uh, and I I just like the uh, the actors in the show are just so strong. 
Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, you've, you've mentioned servant to me and I know that like, yeah, no, I don't know that you would like it. It's really creepy. Yeah. Like but I know you, you've mentioned it to good, me and like, yeah. and I can appreciate that it's good, but, um, but you're not like, you have to watch this. You have to watch. No, this, no, you know? no. Like, you would like mystic quest on Apple. Oh yeah. That's been on my list. I haven't signed into Apple since um, I haven't really signed in to it since I finished Ted Lasso. So I need to like, um, yeah, I think you would enjoy mystic quest. It's like kind of Silicon Valley ish. Okay. Yeah. It's, that's a cute show, but I don't know. Well, I'll have to do a $5 a month at Apple when I'll, I'm going to wait till all my shows have had their next season. And then I'll just do a month where I catch up on everything on Apple. Yeah. Uh, one of these days, but I literally, I watched everything Apple had. And then I was like, I did it 90 days. Woohoo. All right. No, well, I- we must wrap up because this got again, as usual, longer than I always worry we will have nothing to talk about. Well, I haven't and- talked to you like actual like talk talk. We've only been chatting over messenger and I'm terrible at uh, text talking. So like we haven't actually talked in a while. And I mean, the last time I saw you was probably just for game night. So like, yeah, we haven't like true. talked in a while. So that's it makes true. sense that we would talk. for like, Well, that's the point of the podcast anyway. But closing questions. Uh, what is the time a millennial or in your case, a Generation Z annoyed you? The thing that annoyed me the most about Generation Z is that millennials are getting blamed for everything that Generation Z is doing. And that, like, especially during the pandemic, where it's like these stupid millennials who are like going out and like partying. It's like, no, like we're past that generation. All the millennials are like, you know, like home and are yelling at their parents to like stay home. And like, you know, a lot of them were the ones who, I mean, I don't have kids, but yet, but like, you know, a lot of, Millennials have kids now or in their, most of us are in our, you know, thirties or late twenties. So, um, so yeah, so that's the thing that uh, the generation below us had, the thing that most annoyed me is that the fact that we're still getting blamed for the stupid things that they're doing for like being the, like the young group. It's like, we're not the young group anymore. Stop blaming us. All right. So final question, what advice would you give yourself 10 years ago? Um, I would tell myself, I mean, it's sort of generic, but like not to take myself as seriously. And it's still one of those. And seriously, in regards to career, like I would tell myself like not, or I guess that I, that I am not as experienced as I think I am. And to like, be more open to taking other people's advice and listening rather than thinking that I know what I'm doing because I look back and I'm like, holy crap, I had no idea what I was doing. And it's kind of embarrassing how much I thought I knew what I was doing and I did not. So, yeah. Well, I think that's great advice for those listening. And clearly if they're listening, they know how to listen. So listen more. That's great advice for everybody. Uh, and so you can listen more next week. Uh, thanks, Amanda, for being here. This was yeah, super fun. It was fun. Uh, so next week, I have uh, my friend Elise Baker, and we're going to talk about stand-up comedy because we both have dabbled in it. So I'm hoping that'll be a funny episode because it's about <laughs> comedy, but it, it might not be, but I, I, hopefully it'll be funny. So you'll hear me next time right here on Millennials Are Running the World? Question mark an exennial perspective 
Real Conversations Bridging the Gap Between Generations X and Y. I'm not woke, but I'm awake. Millennials are ruining the world and exennial perspective.